Good morning. Hope you all had a, a blessed holiday, Christmas time, and uh, now we look forward to a new year, don't we? We're one day away from 2019, so if it's going to happen this year, better happen today or tomorrow, right? But a special welcome to those that are joining us by live stream. We're glad you're here, and uh, if you're ever in this proximity of 10376 Felch, just stop in. We'd love to have you here and worship with us. We are a community of faith, and we desire to walk with you as we walk with each other. So um, would you uh, join me in prayer? Lord, in the words of the psalmist, uh, the shepherd David, let the morning bring us word of your unfailing love, for we put our trust in you. And show us the way that we should go, and to you we will lift up our souls. And rescue us from our enemies, O Lord, for we hide ourselves in you. And teach us to do your will, for you are our God. And may your good spirit lead us on level ground. Lord, I pray this morning that your word will be my rule and your spirit my teacher and the glory of Christ, my utmost concern. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning, uh, before we start our next series, this begins next week on the Gospel of Luke, uh, I have chosen and really prayed about what would be a great way to end 2018. And uh, I thought of time. And how fast time seems to sweep. I look at my watch and that second hand never stops. Well, it does if my battery runs out, but it's still sweeping, isn't it? The fact is, one more day in 2018 will be history. The words of Henry Van Dyke resonate with uh, us this morning. He said this, time is too slow for those who wait, too swift for those who fear, too long for those who grieve, and too short for those who rejoice. But for those who love, time is eternal. Some beautiful words. I think of 2018, as many of us may recall, accomplishments and many times of uh, maybe success, opportunities that came your way. But then I have to say, for many of us, um, 2018 brings different feelings. I have to say, this is a time of year I get a little nostalgic, maybe even a little melancholy. Is there anyone like that here? Do you get a little melancholy at all? Is it? Thanks for being honest. There's one true soul here. Uh, but the fact is, it, it is, uh, for many of us, a time of melancholy, a time where we think about the past year. I think about people that I've walked with, People that have had disease and illness, those that have struggled and have now entered their eternal rest. It's kind of a heavy time as I ponder it, and I know many of you probably do as well. I'm always brought to these words of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where he said, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others with the same comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. 
You see, I believe that speaks to the church of Jesus Christ. We're called to walk together, to comfort one another in tough times. And believe me, we will all face tough times. Many of you are already entrenched in those times and uh, probably can relate very well with what I'm sharing right now. This morning, I think it's a time for reflection. It's a time for us to think about 2018 and how to prepare for 2019. One of my favorite shows, oh, by the way, our kids left from Colorado to back home to Colorado this morning. Our, our Hallmark vacation is over. Um, they left at 5.30 with their dog, too. And uh, we had a joyous time, I will tell you, uh, together as a family. I ate too many salted caramels. Sea salt caramels, anybody like those? Peanut butter balls. And then how about fudge, homemade fudge? Okay, I'm not into New Year's resolutions, but I probably should be for taking off a couple pounds. But I'm still about 270 pounds of congregational care. So, but the fact is, one of, one, of the, one of the movies I always love is A Christmas Carol. Maybe you've seen that this, this time, time of year over Christmas time. I, I am quite intrigued always by it because I know how it ends, right? When Scrooge has a great heart change after being visited by the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future. I'm always brought to that place in the future. Walk with me, where the spirit of Christmas uh, future shows the empty chair where tiny Tim would have sat and how precious that young lad was. And I think that's what changed Scrooge's heart when he realized he needed to help others. And you remember how it all started. Scrooge comes back from work end of the day, and where does he, he sits down, and who comes after he locks, umpteen locks on his door into his home? In comes Marley, his old partner, who's loaded with chains, chains that he's born because of his life on earth. Scrooge had a hard time with that, didn't he? He said, why are you wearing these chains? Because he said, Scrooge said to him, you were successful in business. Gnarly cried out, he said, humankind was my business. And he realized he lived for himself. He was selfish and not selfless. So he was coming to tell Scrooge he needed to change his life. But to do that, he needed to make that journey with the different spirits, didn't he? Came to a different place. But this morning, I want to reflect on and maybe you've come to a different place. I can tell you I've come to a different place in 2018 as well. I want to take a look at two scriptures this morning. One written by Solomon. And Pastor Trent shared uh, about Solomon in Ecclesiastes and a chasing after the wind, didn't he? That all of life is meaningless. And then he ends with this in this book. He said, but now I know the purpose of man is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Pretty, pretty simple message for us. But Solomon, he wrote some words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that I'd like to share with you. And that was some 
3,000 years ago, and then about 3,500 years ago. I know, it's hard to imagine that kind of time. But about uh, 3,500 years ago was Moses. And Moses wrote a psalm. It's noted that he wrote only one psalm, and that is Psalm 90. But first, I'd like to share these words with you from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to mend. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Then he goes on, he says, what does a worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has set eternity in the hearts of men, and yet they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better than that men should be happy and do good while they live, that everyone should eat and drink and find satisfaction for all his toil. This is a gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken away. God did this so that mankind, men and women, would revere him. Some very salient words for us the end of this 2018. And I want to just draw your attention to verse 12. You have set eternity in the hearts of men. You have made everything perfect, beautiful in its time. Yet man cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. You see, we were made, we were created with an eternal, I'm going to call it a hard drive. How's that? An eternal hard drive that can only be filled in one way. Now, the world would try to fill it in other ways. I like to think of the three S's, sex, stuff, and self. That's how the world would want to fill that place. A striving, a chasing after happiness. But for the believer, there's only one way to fill that spot. And that's by faith in Jesus Christ, by his grace. Do I hear an amen? Okay, good. There's a little Baptist in all of us. Um, but the, the fact is, there's only one way to fill that void. It's why St. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So that's that hard drive we have. It's often when I meet with someone, and uh, not long ago I had a encounter at Tim Hortons. Uh, had a breakfast sandwich there. Actually, I bought two. They were two for $4. I only needed one. 
But anyway, there was a, a man there and his, and his daughter, and I, and I said, hey, would, would you like a, a sandwich? I said, I can only eat one. And he said, uh, well, no, no, not really. Uh, well, maybe I would. I can bring it home for my wife. I said, sure. So it was in the bag. I gave it to him. He looked at me. He goes, I know you. I said, really? How might that be? And he goes, you did my grandmother's funeral. Now, this was quite a while. This was before I came. It was BC, before community. <laughs> and so anyway, we, we talked. And I said, oh, where do you live? And he shared. I said, do you have a church home? And he looked at me. And not that I've ever asked that question before. Yeah. And he said, you might as well know I'm an atheist. Well, I said, uh, really? You don't believe there's a God? No. Well, I said, I do. Well, he said, uh, really? Well, that's, that's fine for you. I said, well, let me ask you this. What if you're right and I'm wrong? And there isn't a God. And there was no Jesus, no resurrection. And I die. What have I lost? But I said, now I have a question for you. What if I'm right? What if God did create the heavens and the earth? What if he sent his son to redeem us? What if Jesus resurrected, as was noted, by over 500 people? And what if he's coming back? And what if, I said, I will be resurrected and receive a new body and live with him forever? I said, what if I'm right and you're wrong? I said, you've lost everything. I said, well, I want to invite you to, to community church. And uh, his daughter looked over at me. She looked like she was probably in her 20s. And she said, where is your church again? I would be interested in coming. So if you're here this morning, we love you. So I don't know. But I will tell you this. It made me think of how important it is in our life. What do we chase after? What is this time? What's life all about? So, yes, Solomon said he set eternity in our hearts. Yet we can't fathom it, can we? We don't know. But we do know this. God is in control. So I share with you these words. These are the words of Psalm 90, the prayer of Moses. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn men back to dust, saying, return to dust, O sons of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or, or like a watch in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass in the morning. For in the morning it rises up new, and by evening it is dried and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All of our days pass under your wrath, and we finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years, or 80, if we have the strength. But their span is but filled with trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger, for your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. And then our verse for today, teach us to number our days aright, so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 
Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. And may the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us and establish the work of your hands. Yes, establish the work of your hands. Did I share... May your deeds be known among your servants and your splendor to their children. If I forgot that, I'm adding it. It should have been there. You probably saw it on the screen. Beautiful passage of Moses as he wrote this. You can only think about where he was when he may append this. It's thought that maybe he was in exile when he left Egypt after killing the Egyptian. We don't know for sure, but we do know this. He's a nomad. He was a shepherd. He led his flock. He, had, he was a man without a country. But he knew his God. And he knew that God was sovereign and would watch over him. So teach us to number our days aright so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 2018 brought nine members of Community Church to their eternal home. The frailness of and mortality of humankind. Ken Raymaker, 75 years of age, died January 22. Norm Sneller, 88 years of age, died February 15. Don Busker, 83, died March 3rd. Sam Vriesma, 46, died March 3rd. Nora Van Dyke, 84, Passed away April 22nd. Bruce Sheets, 49. Passed away May 3rd. Ray Tidoff, 84. Passed away September 29. Willard Bill Vandenberg, 64 years young. I can say that's getting close to right where I am. October 10th. Shirk Hop, 93 died October 30. And last evening, about 11.30, Virginia Palmboss, a member of Beaver Dam Reformed Church, which is now closed, and I'd just been visiting with her, 92, she passed away, entered her eternal home. So a time to remember, maybe this morning could be a shot across the bow for all of us. A time to think about, what is this life? all about. How we thirst, don't we? I want to share with you what I think is one of the most important things, and I'm not into New Year's resolutions, but I think what this scripture points to is the need for something that I have not been well in doing, and that is the need for a Sabbath rest. And I don't mean going home today and taking a long winter's nap. Far from that. What I mean is taking the time to delight in God, to look at what he has done for us, the very fact that he gives us life, the one who created the heavens and the earth. Take us back to Genesis, what that looked like, how he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden 
a walking, talking, knowing, loving relationship. That is his desire for us. But we live in a life that seems so busy, doesn't it? So caught up in stuff. Whether it's Facebook, tweets, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, the social media has, in, in, has just sucked us up. I can't go to a restaurant without seeing people texting and they're supposed to eat together. Where is our life? What are we looking for? What are we searching after? The fact is, we're information rich in a way, but communication poor, aren't we? So maybe taking the time, I would say in 2019, committing to taking time to delight in God, in his word, and his word to be in you. Instead of waking up in the morning and turning on whatever CNN or Fox or whatever, I made the mistake of asking, okay, Google, what's the day like today? And the thing just starts going off on news from Reuters and you name it. Finally, I have to say, okay, Google, Google um, turn off. But the fact is uh, we're, we're, we're encumbered by things of this life, aren't we? And not that they're not important. But we need to meditate and spend time in prayer. So I think what I've really strived to do is to spend more time, dedicated time, in a Sabbath rest. I can tell you, it makes a huge difference in your life to sit, to reflect on what God has done and what he's continued to do. How every breath that we take is a gift of God. Every heartbeat is a gift from God. The fact that 18 times a minute you take breaths. Do you know that on an average? 25,920 times in a day you're breathing. Reflect on that. What's that like? Thank you, Lord, for every breath that I take as we lift up our voices in praise, as we sing together. Pastor Kurt shared, isn't it beautiful to hear the congregation, all of you sing when we're singing a song? We have a good seat in the house here. There's something about praising God. So Moses, when he wrote this, probably later in life, and the fact is, uh, it's, there are words that we need to understand. The fact is he alternates, doesn't he, between days and years, days and years, days and years. It means much more than this, life is short, so live it wisely. It's really not what this scripture, this verse is saying. It's saying to meditate and reflect on a life in Christ. What does that look like? The fact is our lives are very frail. Now, for you young folks here today, you don't think about that. I didn't either when I was your age. I didn't think about mortality, didn't think about death, didn't think of what that looked like. This morning, before my daughter left, she came down. It was 5.30 this morning when they were loading their Honda Odyssey and going to head back to Colorado. And when she came upstairs, I said, happy birthday, honey, because today is her birthday. She said, Dad, thank you. I can't believe I'm 42. I said, 
Rachel, what does that make your dad? I said, it's not all about you. But Psalm 90, doesn't it? It shows its connection with anxieties and worries. David wrote in Psalm 89 about man's frailty. He said this, just a psalm before. He said, remember how fleeting is my life? What futility you have created all men? What man could live and not see death or save himself from the power of the grave? The fact is, uh, we have a weakness, don't we? Realism. I'd ask you to think about that. My life's end and number my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere hand breath. The span of my years is nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Those are words of Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5. The reality, though, is this psalm brings us to God and the sovereignty of God in our lives. And the very fact is that, uh, yes, he said, we've set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. And he says, all of our days pass under your wrath, and we finish our years with a moan. Who knows the power of your anger? For your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. It's a frightening, isn't it, to think about God and his power, his wrath, but the fact is, in this psalm, what he's saying is, his wrath will equal the obedience that you show him. How do we live our lives for him? It's a terrifying thought in some ways as we end 2018. But he's been our God throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. God promised in the garden. In Genesis 3.15, he said, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. You see, God remains the home of his people. So as you reflect, maybe today, this coming week, think on Psalm 90. Read it. Have it. Let it baste in you a little bit, kind of like I call putting it in the crock pot. Put it on low. Don't put it on high. Just let it simmer. It'll get good, kind of like that pulled pork we had last night. But the fact is, our life is frail. So think about this. We need to number our days aright. You see, to the person without faith, the end of life marks the end of striving for happiness, doesn't it? But the person of faith, those of us of faith, it marks a rite of passage that brings us into eternal joy that's void of all pain and struggles and grief. C.S. Lewis said this, if I find myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is I was made for another world. You see, my friends, this is the dress rehearsal for the main event. Are you living that life in that way? 
Are you taking that Sabbath rest? Are you being in the Word and the Word in you? Are you praying, spending time in prayer? Are you talking to your kids about it? I talked to my grandkids this week about faith. Oh, Grandpa, what does this mean? Well, I shared with them and the importance of what it means to walk with Jesus, to be the light in a world. And believe me, in Boulder, Colorado, they need light. It's a dark place. Maybe one, two percent of the people there are Christian. They need to see what it means to baffle those around us with the love of Jesus Christ. Paul said this, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That, my friends, is reflecting on us in a Sabbath way. You see, those words of Paul in Philippians 4, verse 8, are words that bring us to Jesus. You see, those are Jesus' attributes. That is who he is. And he's the very one who took his last breath on the cross. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It was his last breath that brought breath to us that we might live with him for eternity in the joy and the presence of Jesus Christ. That, my friends, is teaching us to number our days aright so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you again for your word that speaks to us, even thousands of years ago, Lord, how these words are alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. May they penetrate our hearts, Lord, that we will see you walk with you as you desire to walk with us, to be in a loving, knowing, walking, talking relationship. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the living hope we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for us who are shielded by his faith until the coming of all those who believe. Lord, what a joy it is to reflect on you, your sovereignty, your love, your desire to redeem your people. You have been with us before the mountains were born or you brought forth the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And it's in your Son's name we pray, Jesus, our living Lord and Savior, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, I was asked to give this announcement. The Passion team is leaving, or heading to Passion. 18 to 25-year-olds, right? Raise your hands, yell out. Yes. Well, we're going to be praying. They're leaving on Tuesday. So you lift them up in prayer. Lord, we lift up all those traveling as they head to Passion this week. Uh, give them traveling mercies, Lord, and may their hearts be filled with Jesus Christ. And may they be the light from here in Zealand, shining in that place. Lord, we offer this in Jesus' name. Amen. And also, we have some good news. The offering today was $71,882. Praise God. 
Now, not that it's about Kurt and I, but we still have a job then. <laughs> hey, what a, what a blessing it is. And as we close 2018, I want to share on behalf of the entire pastoral staff what a joy it is to serve here at Community Church. So thank you. Thank you for allowing us to walk with you and to be who you call, who God calls us to be in Christ. So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and understanding. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. May those words of Paul in Colossians 3 be words that live in your heart as they do in mine. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.